Studying this text out for the 11 o'clock hour, they kind of, they coincide a little bit with, with the scripture here. Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter 7, we're going to read six, or six verses here this morning. As we jump into this text, Stephen is preaching, <coughs> and he's still talking about Moses. You say, man, we've been on Moses. I know this is week number three, being on Moses. We got one more week, and and uh, how the children of Israel rebelled against the, against the Lord, and that'll be the latter part of it. And and uh, but this, I want to speak on, if you will, the call of Moses. Moses was called for specific duty, and uh, God had placed him where He wanted him, when He wanted him, and where He wanted him to be able to call him. And so we're going to read together in Acts chapter number 7. Let's begin reading in verse number 30, if you can. Let's all stand just out of respect to reading God's Word this morning. And uh, let's read together in verse number 30. The Bible says, And when forty years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of, of Mount Sinai an angel of the Lord and a flame of fire in a bush. And... Uh, when Moses saw it, he wondered at the side, and as he drew near to behold it, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, saying, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Then Moses trembled and durst not be held. Then said the Lord to him, Put off thy shoes uh, from the feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground." I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning, and am come down to deliver them, and now come, I will send thee into Egypt. This Moses, whom they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him. In the bush. He brought them out. After that, he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you again. We've already prayed once this morning, but I thank you again uh, for today. Oh, I pray that you would empty me, empty me of self and fill me with your spirit. Lord, I also ask that you would only have me to say the things in which you want me to say. Your divine appointment, your divine measure, your divine things that take place to, to get all of us here at this point to get today. Lord, bless our time. I thank you for being who you are. I thank you for being our Savior. And in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Y'all may be seated. As we look at this this morning, just by way of introduction, just want to say a couple of things, and, and then we'll jump into the message. In this, in this call that takes place, uh, Moses is a picture, if you will, uh, of what is, what is taking place or what is to take place. Moses is a picture of Jesus Christ. You say, how is this a picture of Jesus Christ? Moses, the Bible says in verse number 35, uh, that, that when he first went to uh, the people of the Jews, the Israelites, they refused him. 
They rejected him. And uh, much like if you look into the New Testament, when Jesus came to the earth and he was here with the Jews, they rejected him insomuch that they killed him and crucified him on the cross. Uh, and, but Jesus at first was rejected. And uh, just like the story of Moses, there will come a day when the, the Savior will save His people from affliction. Uh, there will come the rapture when Jesus takes the church out of here. And then the day will come when He will rescue His children uh, at the end of the time of the period of the seven-year tribulation period. And He'll come again and He'll rescue His people just like Moses did when Moses came and, and rescued the children of Israel from the wrath, or from uh, slavery, and from affliction, just like Jesus will one day rescue his children. But also this to be known is when Moses went out to the, to the land that he lived in, the Midian, he found him a wife, and his wife was a Gentile. Look, Jesus has a, a bride, and his bride is the Gentile bride. It's, uh, it's the church, hallelujah. I thank God that we've been grafted in. Uh, we've been added to the family of Jesus Christ. And Jesus has added us into his family. But one day, just like Moses came back and rescued the children of Israel, Jesus will come back and rescue his own. I thank the Lord for that. But as we look at this this morning, number one, let's look at the angel in the call. In verse number 30, the Bible says, And when the forty years were expired, uh, there appeared to him in the wilderness of the Mount of Sinai an angel of the Lord. So, if you will, I, imagine this with me, that as Moses was, he had been out of Egypt, he was forty years old when he left Egypt, he had been in this land for 40 years. He had a couple of sons, and he was out there working for his father-in-law and things of that nature. And then all of a sudden, he's out there, and a, 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 a light comes on this bush, and, burn, and, this light, and this bush begins on fire. And the fire's flames are flaming high, and the angel of the Lord came to speak unto Moses. The angel of the Lord uh, didn't come to just anybody. The angel of the Lord didn't come to, uh, if you go throughout the history of the Old Testament and the history of the New Testament, uh, the angel of the Lord didn't just appear to people, just to appear to people. He did it for a specific purpose and a specific reason. And when he came to Moses, he wanted Moses to get himself up and to go rescue the children of Israel. But to get that, he needed Moses' attention. He needed Moses to understand that it was the Lord calling him to go to that place. And you say, how do you know that? Because in the next couple of verses, you see the Bible says that Moses, take your feet off, take your shoes off. The place on which you stand is holy ground. There's not but one person who can make the ground holy. There's not but one person in whose presence you ought to be humbled. And there's not but one person in, in whose presence you ought to bow the knee to. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. And you know, in our, in our time, and uh, many people are famous, and you have famous people, and you have famous actors, you have famous, uh, uh, if you will, uh, politicians and things like that, and people will flock to them to make sure they meet them and, and talk to them. But can you imagine, uh, as, as, you, as you've done all that, look, I, I've been to big football games and, and seen guys that were really good just right next to me. I could, you know, reach out there and slap them, but I would never do that because... 
It would hurt. That they would hurt me. But anyways, as you look at that, you see them. I mean, they're just right there. You can talk to them. You feel like you can talk to them. But here was it wasn't it wasn't a football player. It wasn't a politician. It wasn't a famous singer. It was the angel of the Lord. And let me tell you, that's the only person that's going to make ground holy. That's the only person that's going to be, we ought to be humbled in His presence is the Lord Jesus Christ. Bible says in the, in the New Testament, He says, At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. See, what, I, see what, what do you mean by that, Brother Trenton? Let me tell you, whether you admit it on this earth, one day, one day you'll stand in the presence of God. Amen. You know, me, I'm going to stand in the presence of God one day. Amen. And you are going to too. Amen. And I'm going to have to answer for Trenton. I'm not going to have to answer for Brother Jerry. I'm going to have to answer for Trenton. And at the name of Jesus, I'm going to bow. And anybody, whether they believe or don't believe, will bow at the name of Jesus. But I love when this angel tells Moses, get your shoes off. You're on holy ground. This is the holy ground of God. Because the angel of the Lord was speaking to him. Do you know that God still calls people? You know that God still calls people to do things? We still need God-called preachers. Did you know that? We still need God-called missionaries and God-called preachers and God-called Sunday school teachers and God-called women of the church. We still need that. And so when God begins to work and God begins to move in your life, you need to answer and listen to that call. Though He may not come in a burning bush, but He'll come with a still small voice that won't leave you alone. I remember when God called me to preach. I got saved when I was 12. And I remember I, I came to church and I was involved with church and my dad was my dad at the time was a youth pastor and uh, God was working on my heart. Inside of me I could hear God talking to me when the preacher would preach on hell. God would say, Trenton, I'm calling you to preach. Oh no, no, no. Come on, no, no not me. I, I, all right, and he, I, I'd hear another sermon on any other subject, on purity, on whatever the subject was, you know what I'd hear? Hey, I'm calling you to preach. And I sat in my seat and I ignored the call for a little bit. No, I know. And then one day at, four, at the age of 14 on a Wednesday night service, I come forward and I said, listen, God's called me to preach. Now, God still calls people to preach. Man, 14 years old. What did I know? Not much of nothing. My first message I ever preached was at a nursing home. Look, God still calls people to preach. God still calls Christians to serve God. You know, we can't operate, the church can't operate without people serving. 
The church can't operate without people doing and, and willing to work in the church. It can't do that. It can't operate. It can't go forward. You can't reach people without people being willing to do stuff. God, I, but I truly believe that God is calling people. I know a man who I firmly believe that God worked on his heart to be in his position and he ignored the call because of his wife. And now he's not even in church today. You do what you will, but don't you dare ignore the call. When God's calling you to do something, when God's calling and working on your heart to serve, and hey, He's telling you to do something in the church, then you need to get it together, and you need to get things right. Uh, maybe there's a time that you need to get things right with the Lord, and you need to give your life back to the Lord. Maybe you've ran too far, and you've gone too far from the Lord. Come back and give your life back to the Lord, and give your life back to Him. Moses was out there in the middle of the desert serving God, doing what was right, and a burning bush popped up. Hey, buddy, I want you to go rescue my children. Get those shoes off. The angel came to him. What a special time that was to stand before that angel of the Lord. The thing that I've always found to be interesting is that bush never disappeared. You get in a desert... And you, if you've ever lit some uh, wood on fire, they, they, uh, Thanksgiving, I, I smoked a, a turkey. Like, do you know how many pieces of wood it took for me to burn in that, in that smoker? Because do you know what happened when wood would, would get lit on fire? It goes away. Well, when that bush stood there and the angel of the Lord was there, that bush never went away. Because the Lord wanted Moses' attention. You see, number one, in the call was the angel. Number two was the affliction of the call. In verse number 34, <coughs> Jesus, or the Lord, the angel of the Lord is speaking to him, and he said, I have seen the affliction, I have seen the affliction of my brethren, of my people. When did the need arise? When did he need Moses? When his children were afflicted, when his family was hurting, when his family was distraught, when his family was in slavery and was depressed and distraught and away from God. That's when God called Moses. God called him because the children of Israel were in affliction. <coughs> God calls you when there's a need. And there's a need. Though the Bible says the, the harvest fields are wide unto harvest, but the laborers are few. And God still calls. You say, what do you mean? There's affliction. What do you mean by there's affliction? There's people that are still lost in this world. There's people that are still away from God. There's people that still need God. Who's going to reach them? Who's going to tell them? Who's going to reach their affliction? Who's going, to, who's going to go to them in the night? Who's going to preach to them? Who's going to reach to them? Who will? If I don't. Who will? If you don't. Everybody in this room, you have a different circle. You know people I don't. 
You have family that I don't. Who's going to reach your family? Who's going to reach your family? Who's going to reach your circle? Who's going to reach your friends? That's your friends, your circle, your family. Who's going to reach them if you don't? Who's going to tell them if you don't? Their affliction of sin, the sin that is besetting them, the sin that is keeping them from being saved, the sin that's keeping them from being in charge. Who's going to tell them? Who's going to try to rescue them? Who's going to try to save them from hell? Moses said, I'll go save the children of Israel. I'll go save them. I'll go save them from their affliction. I'll go save them from their slavery. I'll go save them from all the mess that they're in. I'll go save them. When God calls us, He meets. He doesn't call people that aren't fit. He doesn't call people who's not equipped. Because He'll equip you when He calls you. Well, I'm not. I can't. I can't do that. Because Moses... In that meeting with that angel, he began to stutter and began to say, I I can't talk. I can't go down there. And his speech impediment or whatever was going on with him, he said, I can't go down there. Well, God says, well, I'm going to send Aaron with you. He's going to go take care of it for you. But by the time he got to Egypt and got to talking to Pharaoh, he did all the talking. Because God helped him. God's not going to call you for something that he cannot equip you to do. Because if it's on me and if it's what, uh, what my ability is, my ability, my ability isn't to pastor. My ability is not to preach. But God helps to, hey, meet the need where it is. He equips us for the position in which God calls us for. You're sitting out there, well, I can't do that. Well, God's going to help meet that need so He can meet the affliction. Because if there's affliction, he needs somebody. The angel of the Lord came. And affliction came. But lastly, and I'm done, is number three, is Moses arose. He arose and marched right into Egypt. Because God called him. He didn't waste time. He got up and went. Because God called him. See, what happens a lot of times is God speaks to us. And we'll put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. And it doesn't mean that much. Nah, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. I, I, nope, nope, nope. We get so far away from it, we don't even realize that God still spoke to us 10 years ago. But He did. The Bible says the call of God is without repentance. You know what that means? You can't take back the call in which God has placed on your life. If God's called you to do something, you can't, no, 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 um, you can have that back. It doesn't work like that. When God called Moses, God knew what he was doing. And, God, and Moses listened to what God said, and he got up out of his seat and did what God wanted him to do. If God's calling you to do something this morning, then you need to do it. Arise out of your seat and go do something. The only way to get things done is to do. Procrastination is the worst enemy of doing. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> well, tomorrow never comes. Man. I'll, I'll do it. No, do it now. 
I have found in my life that if you wait, you'll find a reason to wait more. You'll find a reason to wait later and more. So when the Spirit of God speaks to you and He knocks at your door and He's calling you, don't ignore Him. Don't push Him away. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till the next service. Well, I'll, I'll do something in the next service. I'll get right at the next service. I, 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 no, do not wait until next time. That's right. Don't push him off. Don't push him away. Arise and do what God's asked you to do. He rose. He rose and went immediately. When God called him, when the angel of the Lord came to him and the affliction was given to him, he rose. I'm asking you, where are you sitting this morning? Has God called you to do something and you and you fighting it? You won't do nothing with it? Ah, nope, I ain't doing that. I can't do that. <coughs> He'll equip you to do what he's called you to do. We're gonna pray. I want you to examine your heart, examine your life right now. Has God called, worked on you? Is God working on your heart to do something, to make a decision, to, to, to do something for God? Don't wait till next week or next year. We're, we still have five weeks left of this year. Well, I'll start it in 23. That's not how it works. Because you'll be saying 23, I'll start it in 24. Now, right now. Let's pray. Deal with God. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for today. I thank you for everyone that's here. I pray that you've used me in spite of me, that, that we have all examined our hearts right now, even myself, Lord, that I'd be willing to do what you want me to do. Lord, help me to do all those things that, that please you. Lord, I also ask that if there's one in here today that, that maybe they're putting off the decision of, of getting baptized, maybe putting off the decision of joining the church, maybe putting off the decision to get saved, or maybe putting off the decision, whatever it is, you, you put that in the line, not receiving the call, not, not doing what you've asked them to do. Lord, I pray that you'd work in their heart right now. Pull at them to make that decision. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed.